The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The following is a snippet of an exclusive members-only podcast episode for our Patreon, Chronicles Tifosi. Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. There's so many big games this week. Uh, this is one of the games where we didn't get four goals from either side, but we had uh, Roma against Napoli, which was a, a really sort of compelling game. Not, I don't know if entertaining is the right word. Maybe it was entertaining, I don't no. know. But it was certainly, it was a, a sort of fascinating game. I think in in a certain sense, exactly what you expected. Um, Jose Mourinho, big game against a team that he knows is better than his team. What's he going to do? He's going to park the bus. He's going to have everyone deep. He's going to hold it together. He's not going to give you much breathing room and he's going to look for something on the break. And, you know, it could have worked. Uh, The game was nil-nil for a very long time. Um, At nil-nil, there was at least sort of a couple of little moments. Uh, I'm thinking one in particular in the second half was Agnolo gets free and, and gets the ball across and Pellegrini's there and you think, this is how you win the game, right? Like you keep it nil-nil for a long time and you find that that one moment with these talented forward players you have. Uh, but no question that Napoli were the more expansive side, the more ambitious side, the more the better side, I, I think we can say. And uh, in the end, it was their sort of star who unpicked everything, which was Victor Osimhen, who... What a goal, Mina. It was, it was Van Basten-esque. It was, was, I heard someone call it and I thought, well, it's not really Van Basten-esque, I suppose, but it's, it's that same sort of shot across goal that everyone likes to think of when they talk about Marco Van Basten. What I think is so surprising is that he had this beautiful chance before that that he missed. And you're like, oh, for goodness sakes, like, that was such an easy one, you know? And then he scores that one. And you're like, wow, <laughs> you know, where, where, is this, where is this beauty coming from? Um, but we've, we've spoken about it last week, right? Osman is so important to Napoli and just what he can produce at a, an, at a night when, let's say, Caravazcalia wasn't having the most awesome night. But I'll be honest with you, it does, like, Mourinho got lucky in the sense that, I mean, I think anyone who plays Napoli will get lucky if Anguis is not available in midfield or Lobotka. But both of them, to me, are like, you know, you have both of them on the pitch and they will win you everything together. But I feel Mm -hmm. like when he's not available and Dombele is not the right um, sort of cover for him, if that makes sense, a little bit like how if Brozovic is not available, who do we pick? And now Inzaghi has found a way, right? But Ndombele is not the right guy for Anguissa because Anguissa brings that perfect balance to the team, right? He's so simple, passes forward, physicality, intelligence, tactical intelligence beyond my wildest dream sometimes, you know? And having him allows Lobotka to do so much more to unleash the attack, which you just don't have when he's bogged down. Pellegrini is forced to defend Manmark. I, again, I, I watched this Roma team and I think, I, I still want more. I understand why you're going to park the bus. It's Napoli. I get it, you know? 
But your attack, you're saying a few shots. I mean, you guys have had 30 shots and not scored goals, you know, like you've won only with slim margins because Zaniolo and Dybala, um, or, or sorry, rather Zaniolo and Abraham have had like 70 chances between them and scored nothing. So what makes you think that this is the right way forward unless you're going for a draw? I think he would have been happy with a draw. Yeah, so you are going for a draw and I just kind of, and then he gets upset when they call them a defensive team. It's like, just admit it, you know? And I just, feel like Shmurdov is the perfect guy for the counterattack. And I just, I kind of just wish he was a little bit more embraced in all of this. You know, he's, he's quick, he's fast, and he, now he's lost all his confidence. And Belotti is the guy you're relying on, really, over a young Eldo Shmurdov. Who, anyway, it, these are just my opinions, but it, it upsets me that he went for the draw because I think Roma could have been good enough to do something different. Yeah, I mean, we talk about players missing from everyone, of course. I know, I know in Mina's book, he would have done nothing in this game anyway because of the game it is and big games and Paolo Dybala. Oh, Dybala. Yeah, Dybala not being there. <laughs> he would have made a difference. He would have. No, he would he have. He could have made a difference. He could, he could have done. Um, certainly when Dybala and when been Aldo. on the pitch. Yeah, when he's been on the pitch this season, he's been more impactful than, say, Tammy Abraham. Sorry to say it, but Tammy Abraham is not having a good season so far. So You're right. that's a loss for Roma. But... Yeah, it was it was it was a very sort of predictable game plan from Mourinho. I think it, it surprised nobody to see him play this way. And if you're going to play this way, then you've got to not concede a goal. Basically, that's it's as simple as that. Mm. We can talk about, I guess, sort of X's and O's, as it were, like on the chalkboard, like you know how you're going to try and outmaneuver someone, but in the end, you've got to not concede a goal. And I think that part of what makes that sort of, I guess, a, a criticism in this case is. Did you really believe that you could stop Victor Osimhen from getting a good chance all game? Because that's the thing, isn't it? Chris Smalling actually played a pretty good game at centre back. Did a, a great pretty game, good job with Osimhen all game. Yeah. But if you're going to give him ninety minutes, Victor Osimhen's going to get a chance, and and he did. I don't sort of. I don't know. On the other side of that, I, I don't know that I believe that Roma could have done different. I don't know that I think that if Roma had tried to play this toe-to-toe with Napoli that it would have gone better for them. Yeah, I see your point as well, because it's like you're not going to have the technical level that they do. Yeah, and there was some stuff that was impressive, right? It's impressive that Kvarat Scalia was basically a non-factor in this game. Um, He's someone who every other game has been, not every other game, but most of the season has been so dominant, and he wasn't, which is a a credit to the, the, the way you've set up, right? You've managed to take someone who's playing brilliantly and and neutralize them. I think you make a really good point about Ndombele. Ndombele and Nguessa, we're not talking about the same category of player in, in terms of impact or in terms of how they play. So that is, is definitely a, an advantage for you. But there's still so much quality in this Napoli team. They're just, they're just better than the Roma. They are. And I think what this is more than anything is a reminder to me that despite my early uh, pre-season pronostication that maybe Roma could be a dark horse for the title, Roma aren't a dark force for this title. No, they're, they're not in that category with, with the teams that are going to compete for the league. And, uh, and yeah, but I guess it, I, I, I do see where you're coming from. Like they're not going to try to win this game, right? Because they can't go toe to toe. But then you just think that Atalanta's team is. I mean, you look at the players on there, and you just think that they're, they're not that great, right? That's fair. You know, and so and like that's always what everyone sort of talks about when it comes to Juventus, because it's like look at the players; they're so much better than what those results are. So you have to blame the coach for this and. I don't know. Like, I, again, if I'm Mourinho, I would have probably done exactly the same as him. But I do feel like 
I, I don't know why I'm expecting so much more of Roma. I'm expecting something a little bit more. I'm expecting Pellegrini to focus more on his attack than man marking. You know, it's things like that that I guess, I guess upset me. But one thing that is true is Smalling was terrific. And mm. I just feel like the team should have had more than zero shots on goal. So that's it. And, and somehow the, everyone loves Mourinho, but every other coach is terrible. And Mourinho is still wonderful, <laughs> even though he goes on and, and go, plays games with no shots on goal. But, you know, Inzaghi is the worst coach in the world. And so is, so I don't know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm more angry with how he's viewed despite these performances. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair. There's certainly been a lot of these sorts of games from Mourinho. I think he's still pretty popular in Rome, but I think a lot of uh, fans exactly. of teams that he has managed feel the way that you do about uh, the lack of excitement in watching his team sometimes. But look, another great result for Napoli, 11 games into the season with nine wins and two draws. I don't know that I've, sometimes it feels like it's hard to say something new about this team because they just keep doing what they do, which is winning big games. I think, well, one thought I did sort of want to, to just highlight is that this season so far, they've already gone away to Lazio and won. They've gone away to Milan and won. And they've gone away to Roma and won. Now, we're a long way from the end of the season. A lot of things will happen between now and the end of the season. There's a World Cup in the middle of the season. But in terms of just like crossing off some of the difficult games you're going to have to play during a season, that's three pretty nice ones to have crossed off with three points in all of them. Like we, we, we know now that Napoli don't have to go to Lazio again. They don't have to go to Roma again. They don't have to go to Milan again. Those are all points in the bag. And I think that's worth noting perhaps more than worrying about actual league standings. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if they don't win this Scudetto, I'll punch them myself. (laughs) (laughs) Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Serie Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Sports Social Podcast Network.